0: Fancy masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I hope this means it's going to be a good day. From the 817, the very first text I see, Mike is radio gold. So hopefully that sets up for a good day. Corey will be out the rest of the week. But you got me, Kevin Hagelin. You have Mike Bassick. You have Joey Erickson, all part of the show today. And tomorrow, we'll have Derek Holland. And on Thursday, we'll give away... Really nice seat to the Cowboys Eagles game on Christmas Eve. So gonna be a fun week. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I have to talk more today. <laughs> Are you sad about that? And can't make well, your McDonald's
1: break <laughs> yeah. sufficiently? I knew we were interviewing Steven and I was like, I got if, if I miss the first minute by accident, I'm fine. Hey
0: look, at the end of the day, if you just need to execute the way you eat your sandwich better, I think everything is gonna be okay.
1: When Jerry's gone, we're going to get nothing from the front office.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Stephen plays it significantly closer to the vest than Jerry Jones does. Have we
1: ever said in your whole time here, have you ever said, we got to replay that Stephen quote?
0: Not a whole lot. like today I thought his I thought Jerry's interview with uh, um, RJ, Sean and RJ's interview and Those Bobby's guys. interview with Jerry. All right, look, maybe it's not gonna be a great day. I thought it was really interesting because even when he didn't comment, When he was talking about the third down sequence at the end of regulation, even when he's like, well, I'm not going to comment on that. But then he went on to say, but I think what you really evaluate is the pass play on third down. And I was like, yes, that's what we've all been talking about. So he did still comment on that anyway. So our question to kick things off is, did the loss to the Jags and maybe the absence now of Jalen Hurts take away any or maybe a lot of your interest in the Philly
1: showdown, I would say that game had a nine out of ten or ten out of ten feel uh, Sunday morning. Uh, that's why they I were think. already pumping it up. I, mean, I think I'm a t- I was a 10, right? Yeah. And they weren't even this is the deal about the Jaguars, and I'm not saying the Cowboys overlooked the Jaguars. They got off to a great start, but it was the deal. Even Fox was like, we don't care about this Jack- Jacksonville Dallas game. We got the World Cup. Yeah. and we're promoting Christmas Eve. The Eagles go to Dallas. And then the Cowboys lost. And I would say that game now had a 7 out of 10 feel. So it went down a little bit. Still good. Still still a passing grade. Um, But now that Jalen Hurts isn't playing, I feel like it's gone down to a 5 out of 10. Still a very watchable game. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like it has lost 50% at least. I I feel like it's lost 50% of its value and of its, like, I was going to maybe call up my buddy Copy again. I was going to maybe see if Menchie wanted to come on. And maybe still at the same time, I will, Kevin Mench. But it just doesn't – I think they would look at it and go, well, it doesn't feel the same either because Jalen Hurts isn't going to play. Yeah, I'm going to watch. And, yeah, I'm going to cheer. And, yeah, we want to beat the Cowboys and vice versa for Cowboys-Eagles. But it just doesn't have the same feel right now.
0: There were so many reasons I was excited before Sunday – for this game is... All right, so Eagles beat the Bears. If the Cowboys would have beaten the Jags, which most certainly did not happen, you can at least still see a scenario where if you win this game, then you just need the the Eagles to lose one of their last two games. Not likely, but it could happen, whereas now you'd have to win out and the Eagles would have to lose out. That is, even if Jalen Hurts is hurt, I don't believe there's any chance in hell that's going to happen.
1: They get to play New Orleans.
0: Yeah, so... (laughs) God, that division sucks. Is so that's taken off the table. But even if, even with the loss, all right, you bounce back, you beat the Eagles, who are 13 and one, they're off to the best start in franchise history. You make a statement on your home field and you're like, you know what? The Cowboys will throw a clunker in there, like against Green Bay and against Jacksonville, but they beat the Eagles. They beat the crap out of the Vikings. Maybe we got something here. And like that could still happen, right? But I don't feel like anyone will take it the same way without their MVP candidate for Jalen Hurts.
1: I agree. At the same time, the Cowboys have to win Saturday afternoon, Saturday night to feel like you have any chance of going to Philadelphia in the divisional round, most likely, and winning. Because if I understand the Cowboys aren't 100%, Leighton Vander Esch is going to be out and hopefully he's back for a playoff run. And, and I understand. You know, un- unfortunately you're going to have to play Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wright and they're both not yeah. NFL cornerbacks they- they're probably going to be on different teams next year to be honest the Cowboys are probably going to try to replace Kelvin Joseph and nishan Wright on their 2023 Dallas Cowboy team but right now they have to play one of them has to play every snap whichever one you can keep switching yeah. them in and out but one of them is going to be on the field at all times at the same time playing at home After that loss, if you can't beat Philadelphia now, what would give you any hope that you can go to Philadelphia and win that game after they're off of a bye? Yeah. And that I'm assuming Jalen Hurts will be 100% or close to come playoff time. So I'd like to see the Cowboys win by 10 points on Saturday night. And if they do, I'm still not 100% sold on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I'm not sold that he is, look, what are you going to do, man? Jalen Hurts is back. I get he's good, and, and he's an MVP candidate. I get all those things, and we'll get into maybe some football questions with me about more of Jalen Hurts. But if you can't win on Saturday, even though the game has gone down a little bit in interest, then I think you're totally effed come playoff time.
0: from the Man, I am fascinated by these responses, which is great, because I want people to be hyped up for this game all week long from the 817 the cowboys are going to win out and the eagles are going to lose out and we're going to win the division and i'll remember what y'all are saying so when you're happy as f when the cowboys win the division y'all are going to be saying you knew it all along there's no way in hell that's
1: a family member of the cowboys
0: and also if if that were to happen if the Cowboys win the division, I will be happy as hell. But I will not come on here and be like, I knew it all along. i will be like, there is no chance in hell I thought that would happen. I'll tell you right now. I think there is no chance in hell that the Cowboys will win the division. I hope, hope, hope that I am wrong. But I don't think it's likely. And then from the two one four, And so people are looking potentially bigger picture. And I get that. Okay. Is Hurts only out one game? Could he miss more? All right. So there's a couple of things at play here, and I think that's a great question. And I I guess my question is more about when he does come back. So he had an MRI, and he has a sprained shoulder. Now, that's good news. I know it sounds like you have an injury, you're going to miss a game. That's bad. It's actually good news because it's not something worse. And the Eagles have told multiple or leaked out to multiple people that it will require only some rest and rehab, but there's no doubt he will be ready for the playoffs but even if you let's say he doesn't play the rest of the regular season i still like the eagles over the saints because gardner Minshew is actually better than probably a lot of people think like i know you look at the 8 and 14 record which is that's not good that is obviously not good do you know for his career gardner Minshew has 41 touchdowns and 12 interceptions he is not a forty-one gar- to twelve. Forty-one to twelve. He is not a garbage quarterback by any means. Now, clearly, this would hurt the Eagles. But again, if they only have to win one game, I think they are going to win that one game. But what? And I th-
1: they're both at home. It's at Philadelphia. At Philadelphia for the Saints and Giants games. Ooh, so this is their last I road game think- of the year. So I mean, I understand it's either a super duper Cowboys homer who's like, yes, the Cowboys are winning it all. And you could still win it all. I don't want to take sure. that away. The Cowboys could win the Super Bowl. They All they have to do is get on a great run for three straight games, and then you're in the Super Bowl. At the same time, uh, you're on crack. Or you're a Cowboys family member. If you are now betting on, I know that the Cowboys are winning out, and I know that the Eagles are, are losing. After going 13-1, and one, yeah. they're about to lose three straight games.
0: Because betting on and hoping on are totally different. Don't get me wrong. I hope all of that happens. I am curious what your thoughts are about Jalen Hurts potentially not just throwing, but effectiveness running the ball if he has to rehab and come back from his shoulder. And it is his throwing arm, I do believe. And so I was curious if that would give him even the littlest bit of hesitation
1: for a run or two per game, which could make a big difference. I think he'll be fine come playoff time because they literally only have to win one more game to get the bye for the playoffs. So if you look at it, let's just say, now, not playing a month and then coming back and being on target, on time, everything like curve. that, that could be tough. Obviously, college players have to do it all the time. You play your last game December 3rd or something yeah. like that, and then you don't play again till December 27th through January 2nd. But if you look at it and he has that much time to get it right, and it doesn't sound like, look, Philadelphia – I don't want to say they have more media than us, but I feel like we would hear more leaks on right now on Tuesday. Now that we heard yesterday afternoon Jalen Hurts isn't playing this game and possibly not playing the Saints game. Yeah, I think we'd start hearing links, uh, uh, leaks sorry. that, oh no, Jalen Hurts might not be ready or at 100% come playoff time. We're not hearing anything yeah. like that. So because we're not hearing anything like that, I'm assuming this is really precautionary because of the situation they've put themselves in. And that is, we only have to win one out of three games to secure everything we wanted.
0: And that's what people were asking about seeding. So that's all Philly has to do to get the number one seed and get the bye. For the Cowboys, they would need to win at least two more games to be sure. But depending on what you think about the Giants... They could win one more game or potentially no more games and still take that number five seed. But that is important because you want to play that NFC South team in the first round as opposed to slipping into Minnesota or San Francisco in the first round. Now, people are all across the board still about this from the four, six, nine. Unfortunately, this game is meaningless. The Cow- the Eagles will treat this like a preseason game. Then for the 817, to your point that we might bring up later in the week, if we don't beat the Hertzless Eagles, just pencil in the season as another pretty good season that's over already. And then on the flip side from the 9-4-0, if the Cowboys don't win on Christmas Eve, nobody's opening presents. Now, do you think they just mean on Christmas Eve, hopefully, and not that you don't get to open your presents at all? Because that feels like a harsh turn of events.
1: It'd be a very harsh turn of events, and I don't think that you should celebrate or not celebrate Christmas based off of the Dallas Cowboys. But I totally get the investment in it. I mean, last night, I was pretty much like F the Mavs and turned off the game. <laughs> Were this, you
0: that way in in uh, 11 on Christmas Day when they got smoked I was the by the heat?
1: It was still like... I got to go to the game and see the Mavericks, which I never thought would happen in my life, raise a banner and say we're NBA champs. And, yes, it was a just beating. And you're like, I don't know if we're going to repeat as champs on this one. And Miami might have figured out a lot of their chemistry yeah. issues that they seemed to struggle with the year before. But um, that one, that one, I was just like, hey, I get it. I mean, the Mavericks, in a weird way, decided not to defend the championship. <laughs> So you saw after one game, yeah. like, we could be in big trouble here. And then, you know, we got a crackhead and that didn't help out. So adding crackheads is usually a bad idea to your team. And Lamar Odom was a bad idea. But I, I'm going back to this, Kevin. The Cowboys do have to be a little bit nervous of this. At Minnesota is the next Giants game. That's a tough game. I'm yeah. going to assume I don't have the spread pulled up, but I'm going to assume the Vikings are favored by three to five points. But then they get home against the Colts, who are playing horrible, and then at the Eagles, who probably don't have to play that game. So you think they can take at least? Two
0: so the Cowboys do
1: need to win, yeah, because you can't rely on. Oh, well, they have to go to Philadelphia to finish yeah. the season. Philadelphia might just not play that game. Yeah. So if if they are to if they're able to upset the Vikings on Christmas Eve, they play on Christmas Eve the noon game. So if you're sitting there and. We are about ready to kick off, and the Giants beat Minnesota. You got to look at it and go, crap, we might have to win two out of these three games, and then all of a sudden, the sitting out the Washington game to make sure you're healthy going into the playoffs. I get you make it, but if you go into the playoffs and you have to go to San Francisco, I know they're starting a rookie quarterback, and that helps, but I feel like you're screwed if you go to San Francisco.
0: No, I, I'm i inclined to agree with you on all of that. Don't forget, on Thursday, Sean and RJ, us, and G-Bag Nation will be giving away excellent tickets to Cowboys-Eagles. So make sure you're tuning in during those expressways or honestly just listen to the entirety of the show. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk a little soccer, including that Instagram record, plus... We will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning, fellas. We're doing well over here because I know Mike is excited about the prospect of Jalen Hurts not winning MVP. (laughs) is I, I am curious, do, do the seeming lack of stakes in terms of the division and the lack of Jalen Hurts in this game dissipate the anticipation level?
2: Of oh, the Cowboys playing Philly yeah. on Christmas Eve? Yeah. No, I don't okay. think so. I mean, you know, where there's a, a chance, right, you you, you got to play it out, keep it alive, Um I know the odds are long of winning three straight and the Eagles losing three straight, right? But it's there, uh, and it's the Eagles. um, And as I kind of point out, you know, there's still animosity between the two teams. (laughs) There is. A little bit, right? And and so, yeah, and I I think the the key thing, you know, and I don't know if folks look at it, you know, going to the game or watching the game, but the Cowboys got three games to try to keep improving, and they've got a bunch of spots they need to improve uh, before the playoffs get here, uh, including, you know, figuring out some positions and, and how you're going to go forward uh, with the amount of injuries they've incurred with starters, uh, especially on defense. You know, on offense, I think they got it figured out, right? Um, if Tyron Smith can go 54 snaps, you uh, I, I I don't think there's a rotation at right tackle, right? He it's his. Steven seemed to insinuate that yesterday as well. So I, I'm with yeah. I'm with you there. And 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 then on defense, they've got things to figure out. You know, with Leighton Vander Esch at least missing one game. Okay, how do, how do they handle that? How do they handle the play time? Uh, although, you know, Damone Clark has played well uh, when he's had to go in there. Um, so I think you know that's obviously one option. The other option is, uh, you know, if you get healthy on the defensive line, maybe Micah Parsons needs to play more linebacker uh, instead of uh, so many snaps at defensive end the way he did in these past, I believe, two games. If they get Dorrance Armstrong healthy. Uh, then maybe that lessens the necessity to have him there on first and second down, and just save him for uh, pass rush situations on on third down or second and long, however you want to look at it. And then they got to figure out the left cornerback position uh, because uh, I don't think they can go as they went uh, for three quarters uh, anymore unless they you know see something in practice. Because one of the things they also did, not only using the Sean Wright there, uh, in a couple instances when they didn't need a nickel corner, uh, Daron Bland went out there yeah. and played. Uh, so those are things that they've got to sort through uh, going forward, and then figure out the rotation on the defensive line, uh, because can't be given up 192 yards rushing. Uh, they just can't. That that just can't happen. And they had played pretty well since those two 200-yard uh, games they gave up against the Bears in Green Bay. And then it exploded again. Uh, the, and I don't know if that has to do with not having Jonathan Hankins in there, but they know for sure he's not going to be in there uh, until the earliest, the, the playoff game. Uh, so that's got to improve, too, how they use the personnel there. How
1: easy is it or difficult to just say, look, you don't tell the person this, but Kelvin Joseph, nishan Wright, you guys suck. We got to put a safety over the top 100% of the time. To try to protect us from you, we have to put two guys on the guy you're covering.
2: Yeah, and I think that's, you know, obviously one of the uh, possibilities. Uh, but then when you do that, well, the offense adjusts, right? Oh, they got a safety over there, so... Uh, that means the other side of the field's pretty, you know, pretty empty. Uh, and they'll overload the other side and leave one wide receiver over there where they got two and a tight end to the other side. So, yeah, it sounds simple, uh, but maybe not as, you know, easy as, as we think. Uh, y- you got to have somebody over there you trust. Now, I thought Nashawn Wright uh, played better. Uh, and think about it. He hasn't had many snaps in his NFL career as a true uh, cornerback uh, in significant playing time.
0: With can I ask you a question yeah. about that then? And and I was I asked Stephen about this a little bit yesterday. Is with the, all the changes over the years and collective bargaining and amount of practices you're able to do and everything like that, how how much like practice time can he legitimately get in this week to try to like amp that snap count up?
2: Well. You know, the obviously, practice, but I think you need game snaps. They're just not the same anymore, right? Uh, they'll go once in pads, uh, and the rest is, okay, it's more like the practice increases your recognition more so than your ability to cover because you're covering the scout team wide receivers, right? So... Uh, I, I think that, you know, you hate to say it, but the game reps are where you get better. I don't know that you get better in practice other than your recognition and you get those snaps seeing things instead of working on the scout team.
1: Well, Mickey, I've been thinking about this team's defense. Obviously, just asked a defensive question and I thought, man, the Cowboys, and I'm not saying they can't win it all. If you get hot at the right time, you can, but I thought a lot of Playoff football for the Cowboys was going to be relying on the defense, but as we're getting closer, it looks like you're going to have to rely more on the offense to outscore the other team.
2: You know, and and to me, when you get in the playoffs, you better score some points. Yeah, uh, because chances are the team you're playing has a pretty good offense, uh, and you got to score. Uh, the one thing you can't be doing is kicking field goals. You know, and we can go back to this last game, and I still think that gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, you know, when you got a lead, what was it, 21-10, and you kick field goal field goal. when you had an opportunity to at least score a touchdown, right? You score a touchdown when you're second and two at the four, uh, all of a sudden it's 28-10. It's a different game than 24-10, especially after they scored the touchdown, and now it's only 20, 24-17 when it could have been 28-17. So... That was one of the shortcomings I thought they had. And even after the interception and you get the ball at, what, the 42 maybe it was? I mean, you can't kick a field goal from 53,
0: right? I know field goals are points, and that's great, but this felt like a game where field goals
2: could lose you the game. Like kissing your sister. As (laughs) as I've always said, and I've probably told you guys this, the more field goals you kick, the closer you're out of losing uh, because you're losing – you're missing four points every time you kick a field goal, and, and in the playoffs, field goals don't win. You got to score. So, Mike, you're you're right. This offense, uh, you know, I think you can rely on it. I mean, they scored thirty-four points. You know, that should be enough to win. Uh, if you got to keep scoring forty to win in the playoffs, you're probably going to have a hard time. Now.
0: One of the things that Mike McCarthy said, at least in his presser, like I'm sure the message is more nuanced uh, behind closed doors is he said that they told Dak he needs to keep firing. He needs to keep going. Let's make that clear. We're not slowing down. Like I, I understand the message. Do you think the message is more nuanced at the start of like, but sometimes we could probably pick our spots a little
2: bit. Better? No, I don't think so. Oh. I think you got to go. You You can't start playing with a scared hand at quarterback. Uh, now, if you wanna if you wanna question one of the interceptions, sure. Okay, take a sack. All right, but you already took a sack for minus eight, right? And 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 it's almost in a situation where game's on, and you got to move the ball. Uh, and he tried to hit the ball. He didn't see the guy behind him. Uh, so you can say, okay, bad decision. But if you look at most of his his uh, interceptions, they weren't bad decisions. A lot of them were bad catches right? Uh, or the ball got tipped down the field when you tried to maybe force it in, but he was thrown to the right spot. Maybe he was a little too aggressive in some of those situations, but I don't think you can back off your quarterback one bit. Uh, you, you got to keep trusting him, uh, and, and I mean, you know, you get, a, you get a tip ball for an interception that, that ends up winning the game, Uh, You get hit from behind, you get an overthrow, and it's an interception. But if you look at the rest of it, it was pretty damn good, wasn't it? No,
0: it was. And that last interception, I don't think, at least I hope not, most football fans would not blame that on him whatsoever. Well, the
2: ones that don't like Dak Prescott will. Sure, sure. Right, And that's kind of the way things work. Uh, They get an opportunity uh, to argue, continue arguing to their side that he's not that good. Uh, but the rest of it was, you know, the first half it was excellent. It was. So, yeah, I don't think you want to harness your quarterback and have him getting ready to throw and say, eh, I don't know, I don't know if I should do that in a split second, right? you, you, you got to do what you see. Uh, and, you know, that first half was amazing. So I don't want, I don't, I don't want to harness my quarterback if I'm the head coach. Man,
0: appreciate it very much, good
2: sir. We will catch up with you again tomorrow. All right, and we'll see a little bit more if uh, Jalen Hurts is really hurt. Okay,
0: absolutely. I think he'll definitely miss this game. I'm fascinated to see
1: Usually how many
0: more he misses.
1: Vegas takes it off the books. Yeah. If if they're not sure, they got to hurry up, and, and you're not betting on this game because we can't put out a line. When they moved it to six, Vegas knows, I and thought, they're saying he ain't playing.
0: I thought the Eagles' hand was kind of force. I don't know if it's really forced because an NFL team can do whatever. But like when you saw it start to creep up throughout the door, the, the day we talked about that, I know it only went up a point, but then when it jumped from two and a half to six, and then at one point it got as high as six and a half, you're like, oh okay, they're probably uh, they're probably tipping us off to that. Let's go ahead and fire off. We're going to switch gears. Cut number six, Joey.
3: Let's do it. T.L. Messi's way offside. Lifted forward. Latour Martinez is going to get to that one. Knocked it down for Messi. Into the middle. Fernandez. Latour Martinez. Save Messi. Clear away. Did it cross the line? Did it cross the line? Yes. Yes, it did.
0: Now, the World Cup final was incredible and it broke another record. I did not realize that this was the Instagram record. I guess I am out of the loop on the Instagram record game, but Lionel Messi holding up the world cup currently has more than 63 million likes on Instagram beating out the previous world record. I'm going to go to Joey here. You're in tune with the youth culture. What was the previous Instagram record for most likes On a post. I have absolutely zero clue. Mike, do you want to take a shot?
1: On Instagram? On Instagram. Did Brittany try to pose naked on there or something? (laughs)
0: That is a fair guess. It is really strange. It is an account. World underscore record underscore egg. It's a picture of an egg. And it has 57 million likes on Instagram. That was the previous Record a chicken and, egg, I guess seems about right. It's like in the shell and everything, so yes, I guess that would be the case. I don't know why I hesitated so much on that, but yeah, it's an egg. All right, and it had 57 million views, so now Lionel Messi's
1: was that the first ever post.
0: I don't think so because it was posted like four years ago. Oh. Some would say
3: that post is excellent. <sighs>
0: Okay, 8778811053. Do you want more or less, Joey, with that in line? But yeah, they started this account and said, "Let's beat the current world record held by Kylie Jenner for most likes." At the time was 18 million. This egg post is up to 57 million. Now Lionel Messi is up to 63 million, and today in Argentina, it's World Cup Celebration Day. They declared it would be a bank holiday so the entire country can, quote, express their deepest joy for the national team. I know it's not going to happen here, but what do you think that World Cup celebration in Argentina is going to be like? Like the craziest party you can conceivably imagine?
1: Yes, because that's their sport. Yes. And I was just wondering this because I thought you were going to ask this question. So since you didn't, I ask it back to you. How much do you think it would matter... If the men's team, because, you know, yeah. we've, we've had the World Cup women's team Multiple win. Multiple times. What would happen four years from now if the men's team won the World Cup and you and you hosted? Would it be crazy around the country or would it just be like, that's great. Uh, the Cowboys are playing the San Francisco 49ers tomorrow, so... Now I'm interested in that.
0: Yeah, I do wonder. I wonder if there's different pockets of the United States that would be, like, more fired up. Like, I wonder if, like, Los Angeles, it would be crazy. Frisco. Yeah, maybe maybe in Frisco is, I'm not sure about that, but I don't think it would be anywhere near what you're going to see in Argentina today. Now, it's like
1: they won the world. Yes. No, absolutely. Not just a cup for soccer. Argentina feels like they own the world now, which is great. <laughs> is
0: from the 214, they knew it was the egg that held the Instagram record. And by the way, there are multiple people they have spoken. From the 817, more Joey. From the 214, fire Joey now. From the 817, more Joey. That was exceptional. No. From the 214, that was shellfish. From the another 214, extra Joey. And from Is the 972, more Joey, more joy, more joy. Joey. Joey. Good. Sorry, I kind of turned your name into Joy. Joey, <laughs>
1: Joey or Joy. Here's your question. Mm-hmm. If I go, whoa.
0: No chance.
1: Do you have any idea what I just did? No. There's a show called Blossom mm-hmm. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And Welcome one of the, his, Blossom's brother was Joey. He, she had two brothers, but. He'd always go, whoa. And that became a big deal. He was a in teenage
0: heartthrob. Oh. By the way, World Cup odds for 2026, the United States eleventh on the list. At Eleven to one. Thirty to oh. one. So thirty to one. And also kind of sad news for Frisco and FC Dallas is Matt Hedges joins Toronto FC as a free agent. He was the team's all time appearance leader. He was on our show multiple times.
1: Pick up Mbappe. <laughs> That would be if I was running FC Dallas, uh-huh. I'd go everything. get Mbappe.
0: Yeah. Give, give Look, him the
1: city. The Hunt family has billions of
0: dollars. They could probably figure something out.
1: $200 million per year for three years. I give them $600 million. That for three would
0: years. be. Insane.
1: They Do would you think s- they would sell out? They would have a
0: construction crew down at Toyo <laughs> Stadium right now trying to figure out how to add so many more seats and stands to that stadium. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, Joey, I'll tell you one more thing to help you out is... If you respond to people's text messages, they really like that from Reggie. Although sometimes Reggie would get mad at people's texts and he would get in an argument with them. So just keep that in mind. Coming up next, it's time for some
1: baseball nuggets right here on 105.3 The Fan. Let's talk about Texas and Philadelphia next.
0: Can't see Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan opinion still rolling in on Joey from the eight one seven. My name is Joey, and I like these jokes. And from the two one four, less, like a lot less. Oh. So we need to figure this out. Right okay. now, time for baseball nuggets with Mike Basick.
1: Well, I'm including Joey in baseball Ooh. nuggets. We put together something hopefully very fun in the holiday year here. The Rangers open up against the Phillies to start the year at home. And they're playing the Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, this week. So I wanted to pull one of my favorite Christmas scenes of all time (laughs) from Always Sunny.
3: Excuse me, sir. Hi. Uh, What is the hottest selling toy item that you have in the store right now? Actually, the hottest selling item right now is Redmond the Robot. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Redmond the Robot? That's what the kids are into? (laughs) Don't change. (laughs) don't change. (laughs) We'll take one Redmond the Robot, please. We're sold out. Uh, Sold out? Mm. Yeah, but it's Christmas Eve, dude. You're not gonna sell out on Christmas Eve, right? There were a lot of people here today. Yeah, but it's Christmas Eve. You Charlie would stock up. What second. kind of business I get it. model is I that? Get it. Just run and go get us one of the special reserve toys. I know you got back there. I'm, I'm being very serious right now. We don't have any. Alright. <laughs> have... So okay. So hold on a second. You're telling me that if Mike Schmidt were to walk in here right now, and say, "Hey, get me a Redman the robot," you'd say, "I'm sorry, we're all out. We're sold out, Mike." Who is Mike Schmidt? Oh. Who's Mike Schmidt? Bro, have some respect <laughs> I, here, man. What are you talking about? I don't know who Mike Schmidt is. You've never heard of Mike All right, Schmidt. Easy, dude. Don't lose your cool. 12-time All-Star, three-time baseball MVP. Maybe he doesn't know. I that. don't buy it for one second, dude. Yeah, but maybe he's never. He's heard the him. all-time leading home run hitter. No, he's dude. not the all-time leading home run, run for hitter. For white guys, he He's is. not even he's... for white guys. Babe Ruth's got more. Next, man you're going to tell me you don't know who Von Hayes is or dude. Steve Bedrock Madrosian. I don't maybe buy he's it. A baseball He's lying. Go get me one. Don't lose your cool. He's lying. Dude, he's back Von Hayes walks in here. You got one for Von Hayes? Dude, nobody knows who Von Hayes is. Man,
0: relax. That is my favorite part at the very end. When he goes, man, nobody knows who Von Hayes is. He has the most Mike Schmidt has the most
1: home runs for white players. And he's like, no, that's not right at all. So that's. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Can just, I know this is not the point. I know a lot of people don't watch that, but it's really funny.
0: Yeah. And wildly offensive to a lot of people. I'm sure. You have one for Vaughn Hayes. Is the one thing that Charlie says in there that I think is fundamentally incorrect is he goes, you can't sell out on Christmas Eve. I mean, wouldn't that be the time you would most likely be out of the toys right before Christmas? But I know yes. that's not the point of what we're doing right here
1: yes. leading into Dallas and Philly. Well, if you want to get maybe not into the Christmas spirit, but have a few laughs. It's not. Very that will m- not get you in the Christmas spirit. It's awesome. Though. Always Sunny, their uh, Christmas episode is pretty funny. So anyways, there's some Mike Schmidt humor uh, for you there. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the Texas Rangers. There's kind of rumors out there that. The Rangers are one of uh, a few teams that are interested in adding Michael Conforto. He was an outfielder for the New York Mets. He was a free agent last year at this time. Nobody signed him. He had right shoulder surgery. He is a left-handed hitter, but he is a right-handed thrower. And teams right now are still concerned about his ability to throw a baseball. And so Yikes. teams are interested, including the Rangers. And just to give you an idea, in 2017, at 24 years old, he was an all star. So, I mean, that's he, he was good. I don't know if he still will be good. In 2021, his last year to play, he had a down year. He batted 232, which he's a career 255 hitter, 14 home runs, 55 Which in this RBIs. baseball is great. Right. It's okay. I guess it's still a little below average. 240 is your average. Oh, I meant 255 is great. 255 for a career is above average. And so I'm interested in him. I would like to get him. At the same time, I think you have to realize this. If the Rangers do get him, they're saying you would have to play him possibly a little bit at DH to protect his shoulder injury, especially maybe in 2023. Well, I would like. I don't think the Rangers... Would I don't think they're planning on this. I would like to have Nate Low DH more games than he does. I want him in the lineup every day. Yeah, but uh, Nate Low at first base can be an issue. Do we and have any idea what
0: price would be then? I know it's an the article. Yeah, I okay. don't know.
1: I'm I'm going to guess. It just matters this too. Does Michael Conforto just want a one year deal to prove that he's healthy and can be a a very good outfielder again, or does he want more? Security and go look. I want a three year deal at let's just say seven million a year. Yeah, I want three years 21 million. Or does he want one year 10? Hell, if Joey Gallo, I know I wasn't gonna even bring up Joey Gallo's name. Joey Gallo has batted 160 for two years now, like he's he's a 199 career hitter, and that's including when he was good at baseball. Yeah, he's been a 160 hitter for two years pretty much in the major leagues, and he got one year 11 million dollars, and he's. How do you put that guy in your lineup? He's an automatic out. Right. And I get you're hoping that he gets back to 2019 form, but that's way out of like – He's always been around a 200 hitter. That was when he batted like 255 for the Rangers.
0: How often do people get stuck trying to chase that past performance? Like, whether it's Gallo, whether it's Conforto or whoever.
1: Because you're like, what if he at 30 years old? Because it's not like Conforto's old. What if at 30 years old he can get back to the guy he was at 24, 25 years old? And you're like, man, that's close to 30 home runs. That's close to 70 to 80 RBIs. That's a good outfielder. But will he? I don't want to pay for Will He. Yeah. I want to pay for, hey, I think you're a guy who can play 100 games, bat 250, and hit 15 home runs. That's what I want to pay. Were,
0: were you were you surprised at all, especially with them getting rid of the shift that, I mean, maybe the Rangers asked, maybe they didn't, that they wouldn't kind of kick the tire since he had some decent enough years here and the price was kind of low.
1: Yeah, but I think $11 is too much. Yeah. So I don't know if they ever did kick the tires. But if you're trying to, the way that I'm hearing, the Rangers do want to go a little bit backwards in baseball. And that means we are not going for the, if you strike out 200 times, we're okay. Okay. I, I think they do look at the Houston Astros. Think of the Houston Astros dynasty. And I know more about the Astros based off of my friendship and relationship with A.J. Hinch. And I know he's not there anymore. But they had a bad year in 2015 slash 16. 15, they came out of nowhere and made the playoffs. 2016, I believe they missed the playoffs. 2017, they cheat, yes, but they win the World Series. One of the things that A.J. Hinch made sure is we led the league or we're close to leading the league in strikeouts. We can't do that anymore. We can't be one of the teams that misses the ball this much. We're not going to be successful if we don't put pressure on the defense to make plays. And then they became one of the best contact teams in Major League Baseball and have been since that point. Making contact matters. If it didn't, they wouldn't tell all the pitchers, you need to make sure they miss the ball. Yeah. Right? It's a very confusing thing that analytic people do. They say, hey, as hitters, we don't care if you swing and miss. As pitchers, if you are just getting ground ball outs and fly ball outs, we think you're a piece of trash and we will not give you any money to pitch in the Major League. So you're like, wait a second. So you're telling the hitters it doesn't matter if you swing and miss because we need homers. But if the pitcher doesn't get you to swing and yeah. miss, you're a piece of trash. Because what they tell pitchers is if the ball is put in play, the percentages of them getting on base obviously go up. But you're not telling hitters to have a two-strike right. approach. Right. So I do think the Rangers are looking at and going, this isn't right. What we've taught players over the last three to five years has to be wrong because – You're telling hitters contact doesn't matter. We only want exit velocity, hard contact. And if you swing and miss, great, because you're going for hard contact. But yet you know on the other side, if a pitcher isn't striking guys out, there's this possibility of a ground ball going between the third baseman and shortstop. There's a possibility of a little, you know, bloop fart ball falling over the shortstop's head for a base hit. (laughs) So, hey, man, with two strikes, let's battle. Let's put the ball in play because you know what? They're going to have to make a play. And more and more times we're putting people in defensive positions that maybe they're not great at because of their offensive ability. And maybe if we hit it to that guy, he's going to screw it up and we're going to get on base. And now they got to get four outs in an inning. If you make a team get four outs in an inning, it's a big difference in how you're going to score. So uh, I do think Conforto is interesting. I didn't get to a lot of other points. It's great. I got tomorrow. And Derek Holland
0: will be in tomorrow. Teams
1: are worried about his right shoulder and how much he can play outfield and then what his production is going to be. And I would say, man, he needs 100 at-bats in the major league, so it could be a little bit tough that first month or so if you do get Conforto.
0: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, one of my favorite segments every single week. Mike asks all the football questions. We'll do it next right here on 105 Through the Fan.